everybody, and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. And this show, if you're just listening on for the very first time or accidentally, is a show called Solid Steps Radio, and we do a show for men by men, talking about things from a man's perspective. We love lady listeners, but we years ago said, let's do a show, and our main audience is guys, because guys are really good talking about sports, weather, and politics. But we also want to be good talking about the things that really matter and the things that last for eternity. And we believe here at Solid Steps that you are not fulfilling your destiny as a man or woman created in God's image if you are not walking with the person of Jesus Christ in faith. And so we want to be a tool in your toolbox to say, hey, we just want to talk about different topics that may not be on your radar all the time. And one of the things we say about, we've said this for years, if you go back and listen to any show, you'll hear us say this statement, we want to talk about the stories that God is writing in men's lives. Because we believe God is a story writer. If you look at the Bible, 66 books, lots of cool stories. Lots. And we believe in the power of story. Because at the end of the day, that's why we love movies, why we love TV, why we love watching things, because story is at the heart of our hearts and because we're in the middle of a story. So that being said, today we're talking about somebody who wants to help you write your story. So welcome, Dave Hinkle, to our uh, radio show. Thank you, Kurt. And uh, thank you, Kurt. And thank you, Chad. And thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to tell this uh, most amazing story that's uh, been dropped in my lap by uh, our uh, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You are, uh, Dave, you've been, uh, you and I have been connected probably for what, 20 years or 20 so? 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you uh, you have written a lot of things, and before we talk about your book, I'm going to I want to have our inter- our uh, our listeners really be introduced, you know, who is this Dave Hinkle guy? And uh, so, uh, tell us a little bit, you, you said right before we started, you have been in the hospital for the last uh, nearly three months-ish. Talk about that, just a minute. Yeah, just a minute. Uh, got a viral infection, went home, uh, went down on the floor, uh same guy that saved me the first time, saved me the second time, and this time I had a, a bladder infection. So don't get a bladder infection because <laughs> you will have to wear Depends for about three weeks, and that's no fun. <laughs> Let me put that on my list of things to do. Do not get a bladder. No, uh, yeah, I, I have some extra leftovers at the house if you ever need them, but you, you don't want to do that. So. Well, you said uh, the, the guy who saved me and then saved you again. What do you mean by that? Well, I wrote for uh, quite some time a, a thing called the Daily Quote, where I put out an inspirational message about 6, 6.30 every morning, and uh, mine didn't show up at his uh, inbox for a couple of days, so he came looking for me. I live alone. I'm divorced, and uh, he found me on the floor and got the ambulance there. So I, I, we don't know how long I was on the floor, but that's why I say he saved me. You, you, I mean, you were unconscious and, and not unconscious, but you, you couldn't get up. No, couldn't get up. And then when I got out of the hospital, I went home and three days later, the exact same thing happened with a different infection. So that was six weeks of my life at, uh, Baptist, it, Baptist hospital. And the same guy came twice. Brad Tyrer. Yes. Brad Tyrer's a good dude. He's a good man. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's my next door neighbor for 15 years. Yes. Yes, he is. He's a good man. um, So, but you also, if our listeners could come in here into our studio with us right now, they would see that you are shaking a little bit. Yes. Are you, are you nervous because you're on the radio? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked that because I was thinking about it this morning. My, uh, 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 someone asked me, are you nervous about this? I said, well, yes, I've never done it before. And I immediately thought of my father. Uh, he was near death. And I asked dad, I said, are you nervous about this? He goes, well, yeah, I've never done it before. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was a very funny man. And well, ra- radio and dying are, uh, so, um, are a little <laughs> bit different. We die all the time on the radio. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. But no, that's really not why I'm shaking. I'm shaking because after my trials at Baptist East, shortly after that, I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, uh, which is what I have now. Uh, no known cure for that. It's, it manifests itself in shaking, uh, with me, it's the hands and the head. And uh, it's, a, it's a great nuisance in one's life because it's difficult to uh, do the daily task, brushing your teeth, combing your hair, uh, eating, drinking without spilling things. I generally don't eat or drink in public uh, right now. Um, <clears throat> but that's the bad news. It's bad diagnosis. It's bad symptoms. But I got to tell you real quickly, Kurt, the good news. Yeah, let's hear it. The good news is... Ever since I got this diagnosis, I've had this incredible peace about me. It's, I call it irrational peace. And uh, I'm not worried. I'm not scared. I'm not uh, nervous. I'm not depressed. I'm not angry. I'm, I have no negative emotion. My mantra is, okay, God, what do we do now? What's next? And so my friend... Uh, Alvin Price, a great man at Southeast Christian, said, well, Dave, that's no big deal. You have the peace that passeth understanding that Jesus was talking about, and I do. And the second great thing that's happened is I'm now connected, and I have an appointment tomorrow with one of the top neurosurgeons in Louisville, and uh, Dr. Jason Crowell, looking forward to working with him. He has a medical device made by Medtronic that, when implanted in the brain, can stop the tremors cold. So, uh, very excited about that. Wow. Yeah. So, that's something we, we, we can pray alongside you, and uh, that would be... Absolutely. Would be fantastic. Absolutely. D- uh, Dave, uh, as soon as you said, you know, I have the, the peace that surpasses, you know, really understanding. When they gave you the diagnosis, did that happen like immediately? Or or did you have to kind of digest that for a few days? How did that work? Well, what happened with uh, Parkinson's disease is it, it slowly comes upon you. So I did a timeline and I traced back the initial light, mild shake 10 years ago. And it uh, gradually got worse and worse and worse. And my family practitioner said, Dave, you have Parkinson's disease. And it was my worst fear that I had buried in the closet. And I said, okay, I don't, I don't argue. I don't deny. So that's, that's what brought me to uh, that point. And was that a part of, you know, when you, all, when you collapsed in your home, was that was Parkinson's a part of you and the, the virus too, or no? It was just the virus, and best we can tell, they're 
three unrelated incidences. Wow. Yeah. I I love um, listeners. I wish you could see Dave's eyes because when he says I have peace, um, I can look across this studio and I see the peace of God in your, in your eyes. Yes. And that's pretty cool. In the middle of a uh, Parkinson's diagnosis, in the midst of shaking, in the midst of uh, maybe physically being unsettled, your heart and your soul and your mind are settled. Yes, very that, much. That's uh, that's a beautiful thing. It is. Um, Dave, I want our listeners. Uh, you wrote a book. Yes. Um, just uh, we're gonna unpack that a little bit and some of the stories in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's the title of, of this book? The title of the book is Write What You Have Seen, W-R-I-T-E, What You Have Seen, Write What You Have Seen. And it's based on Revelation one nineteen when God told John on the Isle of Patmos, <clears throat> write what you have seen. And uh, my good friend Scott Kippis had made me a cross and he knew I liked to write, so he put a scripture on there. It was Revelation one nineteen, and I was walking around the house where I wrote the whole book, and I said, I don't know what to call this book. And I looked over at the cross. I said, there's my title. There's your sign. Write what you have seen. So that's where the uh, title came from. Well, how long have you been working on this book? Uh, some of the stories are people I met 20 years ago, and I had to brush up and clean up the stories. But... Actually, writing the book was about a year and a half project only. Only a year and a half. Right. And the way that got kickstarted was uh, my mentor in writing is Ruth Shank, who you know very well. And I was telling Ruth, I said, I got a book on my heart, but I don't know what to do with it. She said, Dave, you've already got a book. You've met a million people. Write their stories. Mm. And I immediately went to the keyboard, and it took off for... A year and a half. A year and a half. Yeah, which is unheard of. Chad, do you think you could write a book in a year and a half? Takes me a year and a half to read them sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I try to get a book a month, but sometimes it takes a while. Put it down, put it back up. So we're going to take a break, come back, and we're going to hear some of the stories, but hear the heartbeat behind it. But also, what can you do with what Dave is doing? He wants you to consider doing the same thing. So take a break. Be back shortly here on Solid Step 3. Hadley Sign Solutions. Owner Chris Hadley has 35 years experience in design, manufacturing, and the installation of commercial exterior electrical signage. And he can help promote your business in Kentucky and Southern Indiana. Call him at 502 419 7228. That's 4197228. Or you can email him at Hadley Sign Solutions at gmail.com. That's Hadley Sign Solutions. Dan Hart Financial, if you want to retire or want to talk about retirement, whether you're a year away or 20 years away, Dan Hart can sit down, come up with your plan that you uh, need to have, or talk about your plan that you have in place and see if it's a good fit. Dan Hart Financial. So, in our first segment, we were talking to our guest, Dave Hinkle, about his story, which is health-wise not ideal, but uh, we also talked about his book that he has just written. It took him about a year and a half to write it. It's called Write What You Have Seen. So, Dave, um, how in the world did you get started writing? 
Well, I have two things to say about the book itself before we get to the stories. How did I get started? Uh, I was teaching Bible classes at Southeast Christian Church, and I reported to or was tutored by a guy named Don Waddell, who is a retired colonel, and all of you know him. And um, Don walked up to me very firmly and said, you're writing my column this week. I'm out of town. I said, no, I'm not. I've never written a column in my life. I was 37 years old, and I, I fought it every way I could. He goes, write the column and walked off. That's what the colonel said to me, the retired colonel. Uh, so that's how I got started, and I did write for the uh, Southeast Christian Outlook for roughly 20 years and collected some of the stories that are in the book. Uh, but one other one thing I wanted to say about the book before we get into the stories was people say, did you just keep writing and write for a year and a half straight through? I said, no, there was one period in that year and a half where I didn't write for four months because I was stuck. Really? I didn't know what to write. I was done. And I was sitting in my recliner. I can remember like it was yesterday. I looked over my left shoulder as if God were at the table with the laptop, I said, you take it. You started this whole thing. You finish it. I don't know what to do. I'm done with it. So that's how I gave it to God. Really? And once I gave it to God, it took off again, and I went to the finish line. <laughs> four months. You had a, you had a pause. Uh, four months. That's pretty pretty cool that's four months out of the year and a half so uh, well uh, okay let, well, let's just jump into the book now you yeah. got you got all these people you, you basically wrote stories about all these different people that you have encountered over the years right how did you find these people well first of all uh, mark twain said it best when he said everyone has a story josh has a story kurt has a story chad has a story but god <clears throat> clearly gave me a gift to identify stories. I've always been a people person. I can engage people very quickly. I talk to them, draw things out of them. And, and I can tell if there's a good story. The next thing you know, I've locked them down. And I then interview them, write the story, clean it up, put it in the book, and away we go. Uh, but they're from all walks of life. Since I now live in Kentucky, I've, I've lived in many parts of the country. But since I live here now, many, if not all of the subjects are from Kentucky, uh, but they're as varied as they could be. Um, all types of people, basketball players, uh, football players, preachers, ministers, widows, orphans, uh, you name the type of person and, and they're in the book. Um, <clears throat> the neat thing I think about the book is that they all have a story of transformation of some sort. And that story of transformation is one that took them from a very bad place to a very good place. An alcoholic in the gutter to completely sober. A uh, sex addict to completely clean for 10 years, uh, still married through the entire ordeal. A soldier who literally went to he didn't literally go to hell, but he literally went through hell uh, and back and uh, saved his men and was a Christian all along. Uh, and, and I just meet these people, 
and I think God puts them in my path. And it's like uh, every day I come home and I go, that's a story. That's a story. That's a story. Um, I just read my friend's mother's obituary in Paducah, Kentucky. And her life was amazing, living it for God. And I already knew his father. And I immediately called him on the phone. I said, what a beautiful story. It's called They Did It Right. Can, would you let me interview you? And he goes, yeah, sure. Story. Wow. They did it right. Bill and Marge Dannenmuller. So That's incredible. They just keep coming and coming. And uh, people say, what's your vision for the future? Uh, as a matter of fact, the publisher asked me that. Trilogy Publishing put a plug in for them. And Tustin, California, they're absolutely fantastic. They're a Christian publishing company. They're beautiful to work with. And uh, they said, what is your vision? I said, Jesus has no boundaries. It's not a Kentucky story. It's not a United States story. It's a story around the world. So you put me on a plane, and I'll bring you as many stories as you want. <laughs> so. And so you, you, you not only have this book, I, I, before we started, I go, so hey, Dave, this is your first book, right? And you said... Yes. Yes, it is. But uh, I'm halfway through the second book. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. You, As long as God gives you breath, you're going to continue to write and write the stories of people's lives. That's correct. And, and I'll tell you something about writing the second book. Uh, the financials of the first book are due out any day. And my initial strategy was let me see what the financials are before I commit to a second book. And I said, no, no, it's not my book. These stories don't come. You keep telling the stories. So I kept on writing the stories and we'll see what the financials are. I tell people every day, this could be a friends and family book. And if it is, that's okay. It could be a lot more and that's okay too. God is to be honored by this. It's his book as he told me in the recliner and on we go, uh, he's going to do what he wants to do. And every day, every day, Kurt, I tell him, what do you want to do next? Just like with the Parkinson's and the books, you know, if the story's dried up, I'd quit writing, but they haven't. And, and you know what, this shaking of my hands, I can't operate a keyboard. That's my passion. That hasn't stopped me either, and it's not going to. Okay, so just real quickly, just a practical thing. How do you type if you are shaken and can't type? You don't type. I can now, I can operate an iPhone and text, and that's about it. Uh, but how do I get it past that? Well, one, I can get a voice-activated uh, device to work with. Or I can have brain surgery at Norton's uh, hospital and end the tremors completely. And you're all invited, by the way. <laughs> by the way, and so you, you um, just a real quickie, you're, you're going to go to that doctor, like, do you say tomorrow? Tomorrow. And you will find out whether you're, that surgery is going to happen. They're, they wouldn't see me if I wasn't a candidate. That's awesome. So, That's see. awesome. So, um, Dave, let's... Uh, you got a story. I just let's let's give our uh, listeners a sample here. You got a story uh, titled um, "Tortured 
a tortured believer. Yes. <clears throat> My brother-in-law is Russ Ardebili, A-R-D-E-B-I-L-I. And Russ came to the United States to go to college. He went to Murray State University. His mother, back in Iran, got ill, so he went back to take care of his mother. While he was there, he was very evangelical about the Christian um, faith. Faith, the whole Jesus thing <clears throat> that he learned at the University Church of Christ in Murray, Kentucky. The secret police didn't like that. So they started harassing him. And Russ, to his credit, would not back down. So they just waited. He had a job at a, a mining place and they picked him up and threw him in a pit about, I don't know, 40, 50 feet, left him there for dead, shattered his hip. He was rescued miraculously, had surgery. He walks with a limp to this day because of it. Uh, it got so bad he had to escape, leave his mom, come to the United States, and he now lives here in Murray, Kentucky as a very peaceful, happy person. Well, we're going to take a break on that, come back <laughs> in the next segment, and uh, in about a minute, he just told you a story that you want to read. That's just 60 seconds. So we're going to take a break, come back and hear more stories and how you need to frame your life into the framework of story. We'll be back shortly here on Solid Step. Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Eric Veal has been a sponsor of our show since the beginning. If you need your teeth cleaned, Overall, dental health, Dr. Eric Veal can take care of you. He's got two locations in the Louisville area, one in Iroquois Park area, and then the other in eastern Jefferson County. That's Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. And Frank Enterprises, they are a professional septic tank, landscaping, and wastewater management company. If you have water outside your house that's not going where it's supposed to go, or you have septic tank issues or any landscaping needs, Frank Enterprises can take care of you. Their years of experience will come through, and you will be thankful you called them. So in this third segment, we've been talking about the first two segments about Dave's personal story, and then the last segment, if you have not heard it, you're going to hear all of it in its entirety. Go to SoundCloud, iTunes, or you can go to Facebook and type in Solid Steps radio you'll be able to hear these in their entirety commercial free thanks to our great sponsors and uh, you can also go to further still ministries click on the mic and uh, that'll take you right to any of the uh, shows we've got over what over 300 uh, shows over the last how many years and dave i loved your last uh your story about your brother-in-law who's from iran and and listeners uh, that's in the book and i i just (laughs) that's who gets thrown in a pit? It sounds like a, the prophet from Jeremiah. But you also, uh, I, I want our listeners to get kind of a picture of all that you've written. And your first, your first story is uh, Lucky Jason. Mm-hmm. What in the world is that story about? Lucky Jason. Um, love the family. Love the story. Actually found out they are very distant relatives of mine. I was at a Christmas party, and I looked over, and I said, who is that woman? with a uh, handicapped kid and uh, they said well that's your third cousin half removed whatever that is <laughs> and uh, so I went over and started talking to her and it happened click story I knew I had a story 
Well, it took me a while to get to them because they live in rural Illinois, but Jason had, had passed since then. So I sat down with Judy and her husband, Shep, to get to Jason's story, and man, what a story. Jason was born nine weeks early and was, born, was diagnosed as a uh, spastic victim of cerebral palsy. In his, in his uh, 37-year life, he would never speak, he would never walk, he would never talk, and he would wear diapers his entire life. And for those 37 years, Judy was his ever-devoted, non-stop, 24-7 caregiver for 37 years. Was that his mom? His mom, Judy. Yes. Wow. Unbelievable. No, no, you you, you title it Lucky Jason. Yeah. Yeah, he's lucky. He's lucky because he had Judy. He's lucky because he had his father, who she married, Shap. Lucky because he had a brother, Shap Jr. Lucky because, I'll get to that point in a minute, he endured all of this for 18 years. His parents would take him on jaunts around the Midwest to look at things because they could tell it brightened his spirits. And so they got an idea uh, that they would take him around the world. And fortunately they had the resources that when he stabilized at age 18, they traveled to 22 different countries in the world and took Jason everywhere, just as if he were me, you, Josh, Chad, physically. And he touched people, um, everywhere he went, um, he communicated via blinking, smiling, shaking his head. That's how he talked. And he was lucky, I said, ultimately, he was lucky to get to go to all those countries, but he was lucky ultimately because he passed peacefully from Judy's arms into the arms of Jesus. And that's where he is now. Mm-hmm. And Judy said, I could be angry, but that would be selfish, were her exact words. And she said, Everybody thought Jason was abnormal. To me, he was as normal as he could possibly be. And I was lucky to be Jason's mom and part of the story. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh, You got a next uh, story. Yes. A story about sexual addiction. Yes. Um, Good friend of mine, and and he's made this story public, so he and his wife uh, don't mind me telling the story. Uh, in the book or here on the radio, it's Winston Bennett and his wife, Peggy. Uh, Winston's story is very uh, well chronicled. He uh, went from a star at Mayo High School all the way to the Boston Celtics um, as an assistant coach uh, working for Rick Pitino. His only problem was he had a sexual addiction, and he was with women everywhere he went, and he was ultimately fired by the Boston Celtics for sexual misconduct in Boston. And Peggy, his wife, was naturally disgusted, but she was a woman of prayer, and she said God told her to stay with Winston. Don't let him go. So she didn't. And she prayed and prayed and kept asking God, are you sure? He goes, yeah, yeah. Winston would try and try and try and fail and fail and fail. He grew up in the church and knew better, but he kept failing. But without going into the the longer version of the details, he was able to conquer that through, according to him, prayer, 
And um, uh, Peggy says the same thing. She goes, if it weren't for God, our marriage and our, our lives would not be possible. This would have had a very ugly ending. And the money line in that story, I think, is, is at the end where Peggy said, you know what? We went through a lot of public humiliation and disgrace and loss of money and possessions. And that's not fun. But look what Christ did for us. Who are we to complain? So I will not complain, and we will go on joyfully. Wow. Who does that? Who does that? Well, you know, and, and that's, that's an awesome story, and it reminds us, uh, that, I mean, the Bible has the prophet Hosea marrying a prostitute and the story of Hosea's faithfulness in the midst of adultery. Uh, that's a great story. Uh, you got another one here, um, uh, Craig. Craig. Craig is near and dear to my heart, too. I'll try to get through this one without shedding a tear. Craig was my best friend. Uh, high school, college, college hijinks, uh, women having a beer or two every now and then, maybe more, uh, lived in four different parts of the country. Craig had a dream that he wanted to own an outdoor adventure store, canoes, kayaks, North Face, Patagonia, various things like that. And so he and I and another uh friend of ours funded it and we opened it in Paducah, Kentucky, our hometown. And we named it Hooper's Outdoor Center, Hooper being Craig's obnoxious chocolate lab. Um, so um, the store did extremely well. Everybody there was a Christian and a believer, especially Craig's wife, who I think prayed the whole thing into existence. And, and all <laughs> along, Vicki is a uh, quoted and written up well in the story. Um, <clears throat> but um, um, Craig uh, got uh, renal cell carcinoma and died at the age of 49 and uh, left behind a 9-year-old uh, uh, son. Um, so it was very, very um, tough time in the lives of, of all of us. But enough time has gone by where we're not quite as raw as we were at one point. And so I interview in the story, not my words, but the words of his other best friend, his brother, his other brother, his son, his wife, and they, not me, tell the story of Craig. Wow. And it's like a mosaic. It just flows beautifully into one great story. Wow. And, and, and then, in this book, you've just got, I mean, you've got Lucky Jason, sexual addiction. You got Craig and James and um, Ed and Thelma, and and you just have story after story after story. Yes, that God has put in your life, yes. and you just put it in on on paper. Wow, that's yes. pretty impressive. Well, we're going to take a break. Come back for a fourth and final segment. You know, what this reminds me of this reminds me of. Uh, remember the rest of the story. Who wrote, who wrote the rest of the story? Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Yep. And he could tell a story, and in about a minute or less, all of a sudden, you're hooked. Yeah. And so, listeners, if you're hearing this, this book is 393. This is a big book with a lot of stories. 
And it doesn't take long to capture your imagination or to see what God can do in somebody's life. A minute, minute and a half story. And that's what this book is. We're going to hear more about this book and how you need to apply this in your life here on Solid Step Radio. Ellen and Credit Union has been around the Louisville, Kentuckyana area for decades. They can help you with every financial need that you have, whether it's personal, commercial, you need a home loan, car loan, Ellen and Credit Union can take care of you and all of your financial needs. Bright Star Home Care, if you have someone that you love and care for that needs in-home care, whether they need one visit a week or they need 24-7 care, Bright Star Home Care is your very first contact to start that process and find out what's best for you and your loved one. We also want to thank podloo.com. That's Louisville Podcast Studios. If you want to do a professional sounding podcast or video cast, you want to look and sound great, Louisville Podcast Studios is your contact. Go to podloo.com. That's P-O-D-L-O-U.com. So, fourth and final segment today, and we're talking with author Dave Hinkle about the book Write What You Have Seen. And that can be bought on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com. Uh, you know, so Dave, um, talk to us guys the importance of writing things down. I will tell you exactly the importance because I learned it myself. I didn't dream this up. I, I got some help. <clears throat> but the importance of writing things down is... <laughs> You'll forget. <laughs> that's that's one. Um, but um, the importance of writing things down is uh, so that you can share it with others, others in your life and your children and your children's children's. And if you don't write it down, it gets lost. And and I always ask people, what what kind of guy was your great grandfather? Sorry, don't have a clue. And unless you write that down, my sister cried when she read this book because she said, if this doesn't sell a copy, you just chronicled our family history. Mm. And she said, you know, how valuable is that? And I, I never thought about that. I was just having fun writing about mom and dad and sisters and, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, but it's very important to write things down. If you want to write a book, that's great. If you just want to write a story, that's great too. But I'll tell you what's even more important is being able to tell your story. And I was counseled very wisely one time that you should be able to tell your story in 30 seconds on an elevator. Why you're a believer, why you're so happy, or maybe in a classroom sitting and you have five to 10 minutes, or maybe bigger or bigger or bigger but if you don't write that down in those details you won't be able to tell your story and everybody does have a story like mark twain said and if you if and i think and this is my own personal belief i think god wants us to tell our story because you know what it's not our story it's his story you know, I was just reading through the book of Acts, and Paul tells his story. He tells it to Felix. He tells it to King Agrippa. He, uh, you know, and, and he shares his story. His, this is my conversion. And there's something powerful about, yes. about writing our stories down 
and how God has uh, worked and moved and and helped us in ways that we our kids and our grandkids will surely forget. Yes, and many times we forget. Yes, Dave, you wrote uh, in all of these stories. Um, they're they're not long. They're 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 kind of, they're pretty short. Yes. Why did you do that? I did it intentionally for two reasons. One, I've learned that most people don't read these days, certainly not like they did in the past. And number two, their attention, our, myself included, our attention span is very, very short. And you'll actually find, Kurt, as you go through the book, the last fourth of the book is even shorter. And I titled that Devotions That I Have Met. Not read, but devotions that I have met. And they are about again, people that I have met or things that came to my mind. And I said, wow, what about this? What about that? Let me give you two examples. One was a woman when I was going through another difficult time in my life. And she said, I saw her at church and she said, said, I didn't know her. And she said, Dave, uh, tell me your story. So I gave her the cliff notes and she said, well, I'm going to pray for you, Dave Hinkle. Okay, great, thanks. Figured I'd never see her again. Well, I did. Three months later, and I walked up to Dorothy. I'm thinking, she's 90 years old. Her memory's bad. I, let me help her out a little bit. And I said, hey, Dorothy, I'm Dave. She goes, I know very well who you are, Dave Hinkle. I've been praying for you for six months. <laughs> <laughs> and so I wrote a, just a little clip about that. And, and the other is, you know, I have a weird mind, some people say, but I was standing looking out the window at my house and I was, you know, beautiful day, green grass, beautiful trees, everything's awesome. And what was I doing? I was worrying. I was worrying about the bills, about the kids, about this, my job and on and on and on. And all of a sudden I saw this Cardinal hopping across the yard, happy as he could be strutting his stuff. Like he was a King of the world. And I thought that stupid bird is happier than I am. And so I wove that into a story uh, that ended with uh, Jesus reminding us that um, um, who are you to worry? If I take care of the birds of the fields, I will, I will take care of you. Dave, I love it. I love how you think through story and how, you're, uh, how God's used you uh, to put this book together, write what you have seen. Uh, listeners, I want to encourage you, go to Amazon.com, write what you have seen by Dave Hinkle. Go to Barnes & Nobles. Uh, you can do it as, as well. And um, just grateful that you came in, brother. And uh, I, I hope a boatload of people will buy this book. And not, not just to, that you get a bunch of copies sold. My, my prayer is, I think as long as your prayer, is that lives would be encouraged, enriched, and blessed. Amen. So if a guy has... Not no writing uh, experience at all. What would you tell him? Say, man, I, I want to document my life, my kids' lives, their stories for when I die. What would you tell them? I would tell you what Ruth Shank told me. <clears throat> write. Just start writing. Just start writing. And if you don't feel like it, write. Get up in the morning, got 30 minutes, write. It'll come. I've heard writers who've said, whether I feel like it or not, feel inspired or not, I just sit down and write. That's right. Sometimes you write 15 minutes of garbage. Sometimes it all of a sudden turns into this beautiful thing. But it'll you got to be writing and move. Right. It's it's easy to it's easier to what it's easier to steer a moving car. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
keep moving. So I, th- I think, Chad, too, the, the other part is people think they have to have some grand idea and they wait half their life coming up with a grand idea that never comes. You love your mama? Write a story about her. Mm. It's easy. I love it. Dave, uh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate your ministry and uh, appreciate your example. Thank you. Would you pray for us guys as we close this uh, program out and uh, pray that we would be men who would remember and we'd write and we would, uh, we'd be, we'd be influencers for, for, for the Lord Jesus. I'd be happy to father God, thank you for the privilege of coming in your presence. And we know we are in your presence right now. Um, where two or more are gathered and, and honestly, I believe we're, we're by ourselves. We're in your presence, and that's a beautiful, beautiful thing, and we thank you for that. That's really, really cool. And uh, I just, uh, like I did with the book, I just take this whole thing, whatever it was we did today, and I just give it to you. Mm-hmm. You just do what you want with it, and uh, may we not get in the way, and may we do what, uh, what you would have uh, in mind for this. Uh, I pray your blessings on Kurt and Josh and, and Chad. I don't know a lot about their business. I'd like to get to know more about it, but I, I know it's a business and I know it has challenges. So I pray you bless them and their work and their homes and their families and their children and uh, bless uh, the rest of this day. We give it to you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Thanks so much, Dave. So you heard it and you've got a story. No matter who you are, no matter what you're doing, God has written a story about you, the people around you. If you do nothing more than write the stories about the people in your home, your friends, your family, you've got a book. Start writing, because God is the author, and he's got some pretty cool stories. Thank you for listening. Forward this on to somebody else who loves reading or writing, and this may be a good book for them. Write What You Have Seen by Dave Hinkle. Thank you for listening to Solid Step. With every step I take, Yeah.